Shuffle. Shuffle. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Kill Shuffle. Yeah, that hungover one. Yeah. <laughs> <Fucking> <laughs> Absolutely. I'm Donald. I'm Dylan. And uh, we will battle through to bring you five releases. Yeah, more music. More music than. Omnipotent music. You can handle more mm. music than we can handle. Yeah. It's a lot. I can handle it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the jury's out for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, as usual, we're going to bring you. A few new releases that came out this week or recently, and then we're going to take a look back at one older album that we think is worth shining a spotlight on. Yeah. Um, tell you what we think, give you a favorite song, score mm-hmm. out of 10, and yeah. uh, maybe help you make a purchasing decision. Yeah. You know? Purchase it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the general advice. Like, if we can get you to buy something on vinyl, that's that's a start. Oh, that yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I, um, I need to start buying more vinyl. The annoying thing is there's vinyl shops popping up everywhere, but a lot of them seem Dun, to... Dun Leary, for example. Yeah. For example, yeah. yes. But uh, a lot of them seem to either be sponsored by particular labels or mm. only stock older stuff, yes. which is a shame. So it, it's actually still a little bit hard to track down yeah. some of these um, some of these records. Yeah, but um, the, the Rage and Tower records still seem to be the best. Yeah, those are those are probably the best in yeah. Dublin, definitely. Mm-hmm. The Rage will, will order things in for you if you, they can't get them, which is cool. But uh, anyway, let's let's talk about some albums and figure out whether they're worth buying on vinyl or not. God, yeah. <laughs> um, so first up, I suppose, is uh, a little bit unusual for us yeah. in terms of it being an EP. Yeah. But uh, it's the second EP in a string of, is it going to be three? Um from Milk Teeth? Maybe. Yeah, so this is this is Milk Teeth, who we've discussed several times on the podcast before. Yeah. And their last EP, if memory serves, was called Be Nice. Yes, that was July, right? Or something uh, like that? Yeah, it was a few months ago, yeah. uh, but but still relatively yeah. recently. It, 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 this is all like the same kind of session, I'd imagine, mm. of writing in, That's that, what it in the like. theme. Production-wise, it's different. almost, und- I would say... Pretty- it's just entirely different from the album. That came out prior to this. Oh, 100%. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's production-wise, I think it sounds very similar to Be Nice. Yes. Yeah, and um, the, the album art is in a similar vein. So I think yeah. they, they, they probably come from the same recording sessions. Yeah. I uh, like it. I, 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 mm-hmm. like, I like the way they do this kind of thing. Yeah. Definitely. I think, I think it's really cool for a band. Yeah, I, I like, I mean, as I've mentioned before, and Shikari are kind of a band that uh, have, have done a lot of EPs, especially between albums and stuff, and I think it really works. I, th- yeah. I think it's cool for bands to do that. Um, it's, it's just a way, like, the go f- like the funding Patreon mm. Kickstarter method works. Yeah. You can make a lot more money, in theory, yeah. if you're doing songs and EPs, getting people's monthly uh, input yeah. and pay for it. Yeah, I agree. And it also keeps, um, and I suppose like, we're in an age of, for better or worse, the splash that an album can make is a lot, um, sm- not necessarily smaller, but the 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 frame time frame is a lot shorter. Yes, that are not because uh, you know I feel like there's so much stuff coming out and um, people have there's so many things uh, uh, that are competing for people's attention that you maybe get a week. Yeah, where the and and if you do a big build up to an album, you might get two weeks. But yeah. then it's but then once the album is out for a little while, it's yeah. shoot everyone's forgotten. Yeah, I mean, a Kate, like hopefully you can be on a payroll if you're not touring. Yeah. In some ways, like Devin Townsend, that happens to them yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes. Um, but for the most part, you have to do a yearly album thing, right? So yeah. it's like if if you can get the same amount of impact from a four track EP, and it takes less time to record, less time to you know, less time yeah. to produce and release, and you can do two of them a year, mm-hmm. maybe that's the way to go for bands because it keeps them so. relevant. You know, yeah. Elect- ke- Electric Six, for example. Yeah, yeah, they're doing a Kickstarter for a Christmas album next oh, year no already. Way. 
so that's great make it makes sense it makes sense because you really need to you really need to keep the content flowing to keep people's attention mm-hmm. these days but anyway yeah that's that's all uh discussion surrounding yeah. the the format but yeah. what did you think of the music music um i i personally i didn't like this one as much as the first ep but i still really like it the sound the the construction of the sound that the fact that they've changed their sound within two EPs a year post their first album that's 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 really remarkable i think to have the confidence to do so and still keep your fans wanting more which i think i'm down with <laughs> yeah i'm definitely with you on that last point i do want more but i'm not sure if i mean i want more of this, or do I want more from Milk Teeth? I'd, I'd imagine the next... I think it's maybe I'd, I'd a bit ima- of both. I'd imagine the next album will be something entirely different, maybe a combination mm. of everything they've yeah. done. I think it's. I think this sounds a little bit like a dress rehearsal for something. Um, and what I will say is that it, it... I had a bit of an abrasive reaction to it the first time. Um, but unlike mm. with the first one, which I felt was like a piece of bubblegum that kept yeah. getting less and less flavour the more I chewed it. I feel like this one at least kept its flavour for me yeah. and I was beginning to see things I hadn't before. I think the, I think musically this is a real step up. Yeah, from... yeah. and there's, there's a lot of um, comfort. Uh, it's, it's, it's almost a comfort zone for us to kind of tackle this kind of music. Yeah. It's very reminiscent of uh, Dookie era um, Green Day mm. for, for the first two songs at least. Yeah, I think yeah. that's fair to say. Definitely, yeah. it's it's very yeah. It's it's sort of it's very much old school punk meets old school grunge with a sprinkling of like definitely modern yeah. production values and modern production philosophy in there yeah. too. Uh, yeah, I think um, my big beef with this is not necessarily the music because I think uh, okay. D- the Dirty Nil were another band that came to mind when yeah. I was listening to this. Um, Makes sense. You know, it's 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 big weighty slabs of distorted guitar and largely they they do yeah. all the right things here yeah. i just think um becca is the, the name of the lead singer right becky yeah yeah she um i i've always enjoyed her contributions previously to these two eps but i do feel like it's perhaps the reins of power have been handed over a little bit too much when i don't think that lyrically and vocally she's quite there yet i think i think she is okay I, I do think so. She 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 has a lot of personality uh, in her voice, a lot of confidence ever mm. since the first album as well, and it just builds. And the new vocalist as well helps to complement her Billy, a lot I think better. Is his than, name. Yeah, a lot better than the first vocalist. I don't can't remember that guitarist's name, but he was a yeah. He contributed a much harsher, harsher yeah. more yeah. It wasn't. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he was. This, a great this fit. guy has control like Kurt Cobain has control. Mm. I think. And he also um, has a little bit of that uh, Damon Albarn in Common People. I think there's a section, I don't know if it's in uh, Nearby Catfight or the first song I stabbed you first, but he kind of does like a, well, the people are, blah, 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 he kind of does like a little talking bit. Like nearby a, Catfight. Yeah, middle, Nearby like Catfight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what um, Rao does in the middle of yeah. uh, Labyrinth by Shikari, where he's like, you know, it's it's sort of this uh, word avalanche. Yeah. It sounds really good. I do. I and, do like and when he sings, it sounds good too. Uh, they, their yeah. trade-off is really good. Yeah, it's just, uh, when I think of Becky's vocals, I think of like, the good memories I get from like um, Blondie, Debbie, mm. Debbie, and just that kind of realm of female vocalists. Yeah, I really like. Yeah, no, I think she, I do. I think she's got a really unique uh, voice, and I'm not. I'm not trying to bash her contributions here. I think I do. I like listening to her voice, but I just there's something about the way that she writes lyrics that for me almost never clicks like on Big Sky I think it's the perfect combo because the lyrics are more esoteric and they're also stepped down a notch I think that is that is 
Brilliant. What, what do you think of lyrics along the line of owing your okayness from the other EP and Nearby Catfight, which are similar in their yeah. um, very kind of um, late teens, honest vibe? Yeah, that's my, they, um, this is, that, those are exactly the songs that I currently take issue with because I think they're too, obs- hear me out, okay. I think they're, they're super observational and they don't leave anything open for interpretation. And that's a totally legitimate way to write lyrics. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think they don't quite hit the threshold of you need to be so sharp and so uh, quick and clever and hitting the nail on the head with your observations if those are the kind of lyrics you're going to write. I think if you're going to write lyrics that are all metaphor and allegory and um, and all that and are more poetic, there's more room for the listener to interpret them. And so you can inject your own meaning into them and they're possibly get more from them. Whereas, do you, do you know what I mean? It's it, Yeah, it's to the point, this they're, kind of stuff. Yeah, it's you're basically listening to... I mean, it's, very, her, it's very relatable yeah, as well. Like it's, it's rela- so. It is relatable, but she's venting um, about like pretty much directly almost as it happens her experiences with, you know, depression and anxiety and she's sort of turning them into these... Uh, up, upbeat pop punk songs but again I, I, they're not quite there yet for yeah. me the actual lyrics themselves okay. are not quite there yeah. yet even though I appreciate that she's talking about her personal experiences mm. because there's no room for interpretation I just think they just need to step up their game yeah. she needs to step up her game a little bit and make them a little bit less obvious uh, some of them you know what I mean I think it helps for um, just making them a lot more memorable um, yeah, well, in fair. the state they are now yeah, 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 because I can remember it I can sing it off yeah, at, yeah. With them at a gig now, whereas like other yeah. bands, I'd probably have a tough time trying to remember these um, intricacies in Me metaphor. Too. Yeah, no, no, uh, you're not wrong there, and it definitely increases the sing along factor. Yeah, it does. a lot of bands do this. Like back to Nirvana, they they did it. Yeah, yeah. But then Nirvana have these. Uh, it's true. Like true. they also create this nightmarish world. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost sort of a kind yeah. of a esque dark, evil version of yeah. the real world, yeah. which is cool and as you well. Got, you got to keep in mind this band is super young. They like are our, our age, if not a little younger, maybe. Um, well, I mean, Becky's twenty-four, as you yeah. tell in. Uh, uh, I think it's. The, the I, I think, third the, I, think the drum, I think the drummer is pretty young. I can't remember. Um, yeah, they're all in their early twenties. Yeah, yeah. They're all in their early to mid twenties, and um, they are they are young. They're absolutely speeding through their career. Yep, which is really cool to see at this rate. I can only imagine what they'd be like if they kept if they keep going. Yeah, like they could be a huge powerhouse they could because they, they definitely got the chops there's there's no question about it the the makings of a really really special band are here it's I just almost feel like they've had to take a step back to go two steps forward and yeah. we're going to see that progress on the record but yeah. for me it's still like I said there's still there's still enough quibbles for me with yeah. with um, the uh, the content here that I'm I'm still not yeah. like 100% on the hype train for Milk Teeth but that being said yeah. I still yeah. think there's a load of potential yeah. and we'll I keep abs- covering them. Yeah, I do absolutely enjoy any of these songs that they come on randomly. I yeah. thoroughly would be like, okay, keep keep going. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And and that final and then that final song Big Sky is just mm. it's for me it's a step above everything it reminds else. Reminds me of Hole meets Sonic Youth. Meets Perfect Circle. Uh, perfect, yeah, 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 a bit of that. Um and even like Russian Circles, mm-hmm. it's 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 quite hip, a bit hip, heavier hip, in a different hip, way. Hypnotic. Um mm. it reminds me of the first album but better. Yeah, like, what I want to see the second album be is the last song here. Mm. I think. Yeah, that's what, it's when they go into those dreamier planes, yeah. um, and they really turn up the fuzz yeah. and the reverb. Yeah. I think that's really really good because it, because I, it, 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 it leaves them less exposed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess. Um, it, it, outside I, of a live um, mm. environment, I get. I, I think the thudding, mm. uh, fast-paced ones like Nearby Catfight work yeah. 
are built for live performance. They probably are. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, it's and it's just my personal preference, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't go in for for Green Day really, and they are emulating that approach to songwriting at the moment. Which yeah, is yeah. Totally fair. And yeah. People love Green yeah. Day, so you know. Yeah, just um, they do it better than Green Day nowadays. So mm. um, that yeah. much is absolutely true. Yeah, I would take this over. Uh, What's what was it called again? Revolution Radio, any day of the week. Thank Uno you very dos much. tres. Though there were a couple songs that were all right in those, mm. but that's beside the point. That's besides the yeah. point. Okay, um, well, it is just an EP, so we'll probably wrap up our discussion. Yeah. Unless there's any last few bits and pieces. Um, no, not really. Um, no. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I, I think there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of potential here, as I said, and we'll just keep on watching Milk Teeth very closely. Yeah. But a uh, little bit of a ways to go, from my opinion. What was your favorite song on this? Um, uh, nearby Catfight I think cool I'm gonna go with Big, big, big Sky yeah okay Big Sky on this one yeah cool yeah. and uh, score out of 10 uh, 7, cool. seven. Uh, yeah I think so yeah I really think it's building towards something so it's not 9 yet yeah cool I'm gonna give it a yeah. 6 uh, as you would probably have expected but yeah. again we're gonna keep yeah. on covering Milk Teeth because they, ha- they definitely have something um, alright cool so let's move on yeah. the second album we're going to talk about is from a not so young band <laughs> these guys are 36 Crazy Fists from Anchorage Alaska yeah 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 so they come right out of the tundra into your into your eardrums yeah. we're globe trotting so this, yeah. this week yeah we are kind of a bit yeah so th- these guys um, they've been they've actually been around for I, I think it's it's over 20 years at this stage. Mm, it's, um, it's coming on a quarter of mid-90s, it. Mid-90s. Yeah. They got together. Um, and their first album, I think, was 2002, Bitterness of Star. And then they... That's a great album. And then the following album, A Snowcap Romance, is sort of considered a modern classic. Yeah, it's like um, a perfect encapsulation of the zeitgeist of mm. where rock was heading then. Yeah, of, of a band that had clearly been influenced by new metal and the burgeoning metalcore scene yeah. but also did something entirely their own and ejected more uh melody but it but gruff melody not not kind of wimpy melody the way a lot of modern metalcore bands do it yeah um you know brock uh brock the singer has this sandpapery gritty voice whether he's yeah. singing or screaming uh, and then their album in 2006 um which is called uh god so rest inside the flames is one of my favorite albums of all time so and and then uh, um and then pretty much everything since then there's been four albums since then um hasn't grabbed me as much mm-hmm. so here we are uh, this is album i believe album number eight for them yeah. uh, and it's called lanterns so just a little bit of background on this i think brock had gone through a pretty severe period a down spiral i guess just mm-hmm. before the writing of this album you know he got divorced from his wife yeah. of um over a decade and mm-hmm. was just going through a bit of a pr- tough time personally and he said that that influenced a lot of the songwriting on this and maybe a change in direction but do you hear much of a change in direction here uh yeah yeah um, i'd almost say it is a bit of a change it's a bit of a return to form okay improving on the initial things they started out as a band mm-hmm. and bringing that into a modern context yeah production wise and just the general feeling of these songs okay because i get the same vibe i got from early to early 2000s yeah, definitely. I think that's probably fair to say that it does. It is a bit of a throwback album to that early yeah. period. We're, we're, we're working with their strengths, I think, and honing yeah. that skill instead of yeah. floundering with something new, new-ish. Although it does, it does kind of sound like it's out of a time capsule a little bit as well. Yeah, I, I quite like that actually, mm. um, because you know we're like almost in the twenties now again. 
Yeah. So like, yeah, we, that's we, uh, Bands are developing nostalgias for the early noughties and this seems like <laughs> yeah. a development of that. And I'm I'm actually comfy with that process. Yeah, absolutely. I think comfy probably describes, even though it's not necessarily comfortable. Listen, but I think creatively it is quite comfortable for them. Um, you know, it's it's those grinding, chugging, uh, very much metal guitars with the very distinctive leads as well, which tend to you know, which which inject yeah. a lot more melody into it. And then Brock is singing a lot more than usual. Yes. Um, he he always sing, he primarily mm-hmm. sings. That's always been the way. But yeah. he, you know, he he. I don't know whether it's due to problems with his voice or anything, but he's definitely, the screaming has definitely taken a back seat. And what you're getting on this is the guitarist, Steve Holtz, contributing a lot of the yeah. gruff vocals. Yeah. It's almost like the vocals for him are like another guitar. Yeah, a little another bit. Another distorted part of the song. That's probably, yeah, yeah. fair to say, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, it kind of reminds you of what Adam D does. Adam D? Yeah, Adam D. In um, Kill Switch Engage. Yeah. Which... I I kind of feel the same way about both of them, which is I would rather the singer just did it, you know, because I always think Adam D sounds a bit uh, goofy on Killswitch Engage, especially the modern records yeah. when he, when he gives his little contributions, and I think the kind of the deeper Cookie Monster yeah. growls on this one are a little bit silly, yeah. but um, you know I'm no fan of Adam D, <laughs> so like, uh, I, I'm a mid mid season Killswitch fan. Yeah, say. yeah. Well, I so am I, but he was yeah. he's I mean he's been there since the very start. So. Yeah. But- yeah. <laughs> uh, I like Adam D. I think I actually yeah. think he's a great guitarist. But anyway, that's that's besides the point. Yes. Um, um yeah, I think they there's definitely flashes of brilliance on this. I think Better to Burn, which is the the lead single, mm-hmm. is a great, you know, that's just a great 36 Crazy Fist song. It's exactly yeah. what you want and it, it's it it just sticks in your yeah. head that chorus. Yeah, it's um it's such a out of the gates driving force of an album. Mm. Um which surprised it me. It starts strong. Yeah. And I think it ends strong. Yeah. Uh, very much reminiscent of the um the um, uh, While She Sleeps album in energy yeah that's f- I think that's definitely fair yeah. to and say I, 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 some of the themings are kind of the same I think yeah it's hard yeah. to piece apart necessarily themes on this one or maybe I just wasn't looking out for them too much but um, yeah it's you're, you're, you're dead right though and I think uh, Old Gold which is towards the end is yes. another absolute standout like it, it's it's them pushing the I boundaries agree. of what they do yeah. um, I agree uh, Seeing Smoke was an interesting one yeah that was really cool I thought that was that was new in the best of ways that's right in the middle yeah, yeah. fourth uh, fifth song I think yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's when it really started to grab me maybe a little later than I would expect mm-hmm. um, to totally grab me but it that's got fair. it got me there and then I kept on going and every song that came afterwards was an absolute earworm. Yeah. Even if it was all right, it was still like, I, I wasn't wavering away from listening to this. I was I was enjoying the full experience thoroughly, I think. That's interesting. I, I found myself, I found it very hard to, um, to grab onto anything here that I, I that yeah, I felt like I hadn't yeah. heard before yeah. in the middle, in that middle section. Yeah. I did feel like there was a significant dip here. I mean, it's, it's just nice to listen to. Kind of like the way the new Trivium's are, Trivium album, it, mm. you just go through. Yeah, like, I was hoping for with this, I mean, perhaps I was hoping for too much, but I was hoping for another album that uh, pushed that pushed the envelope a little bit further of what 36 Crazy Fists can do. I do feel like they've mm. sunk into a comfort zone a little bit with um, everything that's okay. from the Tidnets Takers onwards or yeah. Collisions and Castaways onwards. Okay. Um, and you know what it is? Because I did a little bit of research on this because I was so confused as to why. But, you know, if you think about the way that Snowcap Romance builds on Bitterness the Star and the way Rest Inside the Flames builds on that again, 
um, and it has all these expansive moments and these progressive moments and just seems to do something different in every song. Every album since Restless of the Flames has been produced by Steve Holt, the guitarist. Mm-hmm. So I think that's actually a little bit of a crutch for the band. Yeah, the, the, the production is um, a, a bit feathery. A bit m- mushy at points, particularly in the drums. It can't, it, Does that I, make sense? Yeah, it but it, it's still weighty. But it, it's no, just it's, a little bit. I don't know. You're 100. percent I was going to say that as well. I mean, not that I, I, I don't think that the production quality is the issue with the songwriting, but definitely it, it, the production suffers. Yeah, you need to turn this up to get anything out of it. Every time the guitar is, which happens quite a lot, where where a guitar is riffing without any drums or bass or anything, um, you get think. that you get that compression crackle yeah. because this album has been brick walled to fuck throughout. Um, Firewalled, yeah, yeah. Especially, I think in track seven or eight, you get a, you almost get that. Um, what's the song? The day that never comes by Metallica. Yeah. One of the most brick walled songs ever, and you yeah. get that vibe of like I near, almost near sleep sick and uh, yeah for promise. Yeah, exactly. You almost get that sense of I can barely hear the music underneath all this crackling of compression, which is a shame because it's not like it's poorly produced. But I think the problem with having the guitarist being the producer is that you don't have somebody, you don't have an outside force in the studio actively second guessing your second guessing you and and pushing you outside of. It feels like they've been locked in a they've been in creative lockstep for the last four albums and they don't. It, this sounds like it could have come from Trey Six Crazy Fists any time since 2007 mm-hmm. and I'm not sure that's a really good thing I think yeah. they need a Ross Robinson or yeah. a Brendan O'Brien or a even a Jens Bogren or somebody who can it's as simple switch as that. it up it's as simple as that yeah it, it, yeah. it's still a good album I'll, it's still a good I'll album it's, it's gonna slot right in there when I want to listen to Trey Six Crazy Fists I will throw this on you know yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's got as many high points and low points as anything they've done in the last 10 years but yeah. I think it had the potential to be another yeah. like jewel in the crown and I, yeah. I don't think it is that yeah. unfortunately um, still some really nice anthemic stuff yeah it's totally festival bait yep 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 it's yeah. like, I mean I suppose with a band that's been going for this long that the fact that if they if they bust out better to burn and old gold and um you know even dark corners if you know for for the quieter stuff on this album is pretty good mm-hmm. um and there's a few of the songs that I would not mind hearing live but uh yeah, but I just think it's... I don't want to say it's... I don't think it's a wasted opportunity, but I think it is a muted triumph. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think so. If that makes oh. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but an enjoyable listen all the same. I think so, yeah. This is this is nice. Nice to get through pretty fast. Almost like... I don't think fast food music is... That, that, I think that's a bit yeah. much. But, but, for, but no, but like for a band that have, that have produced, again, two of my favourite albums ever, I think... Mm-hmm. Uh, it you know you're right. It is it is a lot um, yeah. easier to digest. Yeah, that that's what I mean. Like yeah. um, the other one stuck with me so for so long, and this I don't think would stick with me mm. too long. Yeah, but that's what it you know it is what yeah. it is. And um, yeah. I'll, if they ever come, I'm gonna bloody see them. I will. Oh, def- I'll buy a definitely. ticket. I'll buy a t-shirt because I still think they're a great band. Definitely. Um, all the way from Alaska. So uh, your favorite song? Favorite song? Ooh, um, that is probably probably. Um, Seeing Smoke Seeing Smoke is good yeah. yeah I'll take a better to burn yeah. and cool. a score out of 10 oh, 7 7 7 cool yeah. I'm going to give it a 6 just because I know they're capable yeah. of better and I yeah. want them to work with an outside producer again but uh, yeah. yeah nonetheless it, totally worth your time mm-hmm. And uh, but if you do like the sound of 36 Crazy Fists yeah. m- my number one pick would be Rest Inside the Flames yeah. from if, 2006 if you, if you like your 
circa WWE theme song wrestling. Yeah. Uh, rock bands, this is it. This yeah. is totally it. Heavy bands that with a lot of melody. That's yeah. that's what they do best. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so let's move on. Yeah. The next album we're going to talk about is all the way from Japan. Yeah. Do we know what part of Japan? Uh, I think it's Tokyo. Tokyo, cool. Tokyo. Um, the band is called Polka Dot Stingray and the album in rough translation is called Capacity. Capacity. Or um, Omniscient and, um, and Omnipotent, I think, was how I literally <laughs> was like, hmm, probably means something else than that. Okay. But yes, yeah. Well, in any case, um, capacity. I'm going to throw over to you, Dylan, because you brought this to the podcast, and um, it's this ain't a, this ain't a ghosty gra- ghost ground for us. We have covered something similar to this before with Tricot. We have, we certainly have, but um, this is something a little different. This is something a lot different. I think this is yeah. almost unlike. I mean, it is like things I've heard, but I've never heard this particular combination of mm-hmm. musical influences and sounds in one album. Yeah. Um, it's like I, I think I think to initiate to you is it, it's like um, the equivalent of um, the Your Name soundtrack that band mm. mixed with something more jazzy and more J rock orientated. They're what Radwimps they're called. Radwimps, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. That's that's true. How would you yeah. describe the sound? The sound, um, I'd say, um, I'd say very much pop orientated jazz mm. with some catchy rock elements that you'd expect from heavier bands yeah mm-hmm. yeah a, a, a bit of bit of English indie scene there as well in the guitar at points mm. towards the end maybe yeah yeah there's a lot of, even at the first song um, uh, uh, something Telecaster I can't remember what it's called but mm. um, yeah that song has a bit of a kind of English Kind of, of that like rock twist of that hyper like the really high tempo indie yeah. stuff yeah it's something black like, like, like party could even or Tudor Cinema Club or something yeah 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 there is a little bit of that I think um, I think if you if you put Joe Satriani <laughs> Carlos Santana and the song You Ain't Never Had a Friend Like Me from the Aladdin soundtrack in yeah. a sack and, yeah. and, and stuck on some you yeah. know with, and with, sprayed with, them with pheromones yeah. this is what would come out yeah um, uh, the the, the uh, <laughs> The pheromonal vocal, the female vocals are um, well. The female vocals are cool. They're, um, they're some of the best vocals I've heard from a Japanese band. Yeah, female fund in, in a while. I, I mean, they're always going to divide opinion because it. I suppose, like harsh vocals in metal music, I think <laughs> the the squeaky uh, Japanese female vocal yeah. is a very yeah. particular sound, and it does color the but whole it's, record. It's not here. I, there's no squeakiness here. Well, I just mean she does have a high pitched voice, but I'm not. I'm, I'm not using that as a criticism. Yeah, yeah, no, I think she's yeah. got a great voice, actually. Yeah, um, but I'm just it, saying it's, 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 it's very, very much like ballroom jazz orientated. Yeah, kind of. It's it's pretty soothing to the soul. Yeah, say, I col- say the I just, I'm just saying it colors the album. Mm. And you yeah. can't you can't like you can't ignore mm. it because it's right there in the front of yeah. the mix. But yeah. that being said, I think she's got a really good voice, and yeah. she does show quite a bit of. She's the rhythm guitarist as well. Flexibility. Oh, she. So that's that's double duty. Wow, that's really remarkable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's quite a bit of guitar theatrics on this. Like like I said, there, there's a reason I picked two sort of guitar wizards. Yeah, as yeah, it's influences. totally there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the amount of shredding that's going on just in the background yeah. of these songs is. Yeah. Yeah. quite strange the first time you hear it yeah um, like a Telecaster Stripe the first song that was the name of it oh cool um, yeah there's just so much going on with the with the pre-chorus to chorus part yeah like it just it just um, it makes it so much catchier than um, the bass of song would lead you to believe mm. the, the drums really bring it up up a notch as well 
Yeah, it it, it, it's very much a group effort. So I kind of yeah, there's a little bit of like soil and pimp sessions or something in the drumming. Mm-hmm. The drumming is just totally frenetic throughout. Yeah, um, and it really does have at times have kind of a carnivalesque kind of uh, circus type feel to it, mm-hmm. or a cabaret maybe. Yeah, big band jazz in there too. Yeah. But it's all under a bed of rock and like pretty driven like almost sort of metal guitar solos at points yeah <laughs> yeah it's right but then then towards oh. the end you get you get you get some really chilled out stuff there's one song that really reminds me of mac demarco uh was that um the second last song the third last song third last song oh yes yes i do another one um uh, just these gorgeous yes yeah. that continues to like um second last song which is a, a short short story i believe it's called oh very good and then the last song is is orem and those three songs i think are a nice yeah, example of what you're stating. Yeah, it, it, it ends really, really yeah. strong. They, ex- they explore three different sounds in this album, I think. Yeah, that's probably fair to say. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. There's like there's like kind of very high high tempo frenetic jazz rock pop, mm-hmm. and then there's that kind of almost musical soundtrack, like very wacky, fun sort of sound. Mm. And then and then yeah. and then there's other like miscellaneous. There's one song that sounds a bit like Ling Tos Te Segure. Mm-hmm. That's, the third, that's the third song you're talking about. Uh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's uh, it's near the end of what I'm thinking of. But yeah. you know, there's the slightly more serious one serious songs as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those are the three different types. I like the you know I like them all. I think the the the, the very most wacky stuff towards the start of the album loses me slightly, but I think on the whole it's, this is really good. Yeah, there are some down points like around song seven and eight. Yeah. Where it kind of just it gets a little too sparse mm. and mellow and kind of um, there's no aim at those two songs at least do you kind of know the ones I'm talking about there are two that kind of meander they're kind of slower ones are they um, or... I'm not talking about the one you like no before, no but I think the songs before, before just before that. that yeah it's so hard to know because yeah. I, they I don't they don't move around in a, yeah. in a painting full of sporadic songs is there well what about the one where um they have this big day there's this one where it's so we're not talking about song names because they are they're all uh, in japanese characters but um there's one where they have a really long discussion like a spoken word kind of discussion uh oh yeah where the yeah. girl is like That's i don't like, know what she's saying but she's probably been like hmm maybe i should do this Wah! The guy's like, no, you should do it like this. Yeah. Ah, yeah, that's that's funny. I get the humor. <laughs> yeah, and, and and then and then and then after a while, she just goes like three, two, one, and then they all start yelling or something. And it's it's pretty insane, kind of almost hard rocky. Yeah, into a song. I like that. That's that's what bands should do. It's it's you know? it is weird, but I suppose that's sort of oh. almost a hallmark of the, of Japanese stuff is that they just yeah. throw everything in the melting pot. So. In one, one one song, you could nearly, as I say, like you could nearly imagine on a Disney soundtrack, and then the next song, they're all yeah. like screaming their heads off or yeah. uh, throw, or shredding these yeah. crazy solos. Mm. Throw away any um, any any uh, any assumptions you may have about the, the I don't know this music scene, but in a European context mm. where it is that de- de- we've we've seen these genres, we've seen at least the European equivalent of the genres fused together. Yeah, but this is entirely different. I think. It's weird because they seem to have managed to do it by fusing like, almost exclusively Western influences. Yeah. But into something that is still uniquely Japanese. Yeah. Like, bands over here just don't do this stuff. It's... No. It's it's, it's, it's I, oddity, right? Yeah. I think I think because, to be honest, it would be considered uncool. Like, I don't think... <laughs> I'm not saying yeah. I think it's bad. Yeah, no, I, I think I it's agree. good. I but agree. I don't think this music is, like, quote-unquote cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're just, <laughs> I'm sure, a nerdy bunch of... 
guys. But that's totally fine because yeah. it's 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 virtuosic and it's ex- you know the the amount yeah. of talent on display here is yeah. is huge and there's some great melodies too. Yeah, you know it's it's a it's a real hodgepodge. But I yeah. I kind of like listening to it. It's a real trip. Yeah, and uh, it's it's not overbearing in the J Rock anime opening sense. It's no it's, this this is a Japanese rock band. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's how in, it is. yeah, very, very band. different too, but similar yeah. in in um, like the nearest approach type. to Ling. I would yeah, say, near, uh, like between <sighs> Ling and Radwimps is and where Radwimps, it plays this yeah. band. Yeah, although they do have like a weird anime boy with a hair dryer on the front of their album. That's that's, that's the girl with, with the short hair and stuff. But she's um, but presumably drawn. Oh uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say she doesn't actually look like an yeah. anime character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, so I think I think yeah. it's um, yeah, I think it's a good album. Polka Dot Stingray. Yeah. Yeah, great. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's nuts. It's totally crazy. It is. It is. But very, very <laughs> chill at points at the end as well. Yeah, really I love that Mac DeMarco song, man. I, I'm yeah. just saying. Sorry, well, a, a song like which again, other influence would be like Karate or Tricot that we that we discussed before. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. those lovely like slow jazzy chords, really, yeah. really cool stuff. Yeah, really yeah, nice good. modal vocal tones with the with the front one as well. Yeah, 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 yeah really good stuff. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite song? Oh, that's a tough one. It changes. It changes often. Um, between um, the first song, Telecaster Stripe, yeah, like that—that's what you're. That's exactly what you get from this album is summed up in that song. I think that's absolutely fair to say. Yeah, yeah. and I'd, I'd say it's tied with um, that was the last song, Rem. Uh, yeah, the last song, REM, and oh, cool. Yeah, actually, maybe um, second last song, a short, short story. Um, yeah, second last song is really good. That was really cool. I I like the. I think one. it's the fourth last song. Um, it's the. Uh, what's the name? I'm not sure the English name. It, lo- it looks like a smiley face and then like a winky face. I do know the one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's oh. it's got a really amazing chorus. Just a really good song. Yeah. I'll see, um, what is it here? Um, wait, where is it? I'm trying. I'm trying to like translate it on the fly. So, um, you have you got it up there? Uh, no, no. I was just I just don't had the English translations open there on his phone. I was just gonna. Yeah. Um. um it could be turn out that one uh, this one here the yeah Turritopsis stop SVP yeah, anyway it doesn't matter it's, it, lo- um, it looks like a smiley face and then a one eyed smiley yeah, face yeah for the most part um, some of these songs good. as well which I found pretty cool are just like one takes like three short perform- it says like performance edition so like, oh, I cool. think the songs are all like, recorded in one amazing one performance which is really cool That's, that, those would be the ones with VE or spe- yeah. stop yeah, yeah. Um, really great stuff uh, so you gave me you gave me your favourite song I get, yeah so uh, uh, do you want to give it a score to 10 uh, yeah um, I give it an 8 it's, yeah yeah it's thoroughly enjoyable yeah thoroughly I agree totally agree um, I'll give it a 7 I, yeah. I really like this cool. one it's a fun way to pass the time uh, cool so that band is called Polka Dot Stingray and it's the album with the hairdryer anime yeah, it's, person it's, on the front. It's, it's their first album they had an EP but this is their first foray yeah really a very assured debut yeah great for wacky jazz rock yeah keep it coming yeah <laughs> keep it coming okay cool and then last new release for this week is a band from New Jersey called how are we pronouncing this Vasudeva Vasudeva yeah Vasudeva um, yeah, so apparently, I mean, if you if you look this up, uh, Vasudeva is the father of the eighth incarnation of Krishna. <laughs> Although, if you go by what the band um, say, is that he's a character in a novel from the 1920s by an author I can't remember. Mm. Um, but regardless, it's a it's an odd name. Yeah. Um, for a relatively instrumental band, <laughs> ve- well, an extremely instrumental band, yes. but I would say maybe a slightly more conventional instrumental band is that is that do you think that's a yes. accurate statement yes i think it is because the i think vasudeva sit more or less right in the middle of the 
uh, like the, at the origin point of the X and Y axis of instrumental music, mm-hmm. you know? Between, uh, was it Disperse? Yeah. You oh, yeah. Disperse, totally Disperse. Totally Disperse. But, um... But with a little bit of what makes Asuifa's slow stuff special. Yeah, lighter. Um, like, bit of tendrils of, like, enemies, mm, final yeah. works. Yep. Um, that, Charm, that yeah. light. Yeah. They, 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 they mm. put it all there in the mix. Yeah. First time I saw this um, album cover... I actually thought this was a follow-up to Disperse. Yeah, like, yeah. Forward by Disperse. Yeah. It's it, it, basically, if you want if you want to, to describe both of those album covers, they're a photograph of an empty public rail building uh, with a very strong primary colour and a the band's name and the title of the album in small writing mm-hmm. in the middle. And yeah. I was like, okay, so this is this like the B-Sides album I for wonder Disperse? If, I wonder if it's a coincidence. I, I, I wouldn't mind asking. I don't... I, I think it may be a coincidence because this album has been in the works since late 2014 for Vasudeva. So pretty crazy. They've probably been thinking about things like album... I'd say when they saw mm-hmm. Disperse, her band from Poland. So that was the first thing I did was look up and they said Vasudeva from New Jersey. And I said, right, there mm. can't be any connection here. Yeah. But um, yeah, I... I, I uh, the first time I heard this, I did, I did sort of listen to it with one ear and kind of go oh it's dispersed and then but listening to it again and again and again it's not really There's a, there, there are a few songs that, that yeah. you could draw comparisons yeah. but it's not throughout yeah it almost has more in common with the band we just covered in, in, in guitar in, in, in guitar works like the slow gu- mellow guitar works are like that yeah I agree um, and, and and a little bit of the drums because there's a lot of drum grooves on this yeah. that are um, J-Rocky J-Rocky or, no. or Jazzy whatever yeah very off-kilter hi-hat stuff as well at points yeah um but but yeah. then when it when it kind of kicks into high gear now you have to sort of bear in mind like high gear for this band is not the same as like high gear for thirty six crazy it, it becomes up tempo and catchy yeah essentially it, I think it kind of moves into city y plenty kind of territory mm-hmm. you know yeah. especially on turnstile and yeah. uh, and C span because you yeah. where where the, like the kind of lead guitar with the rhythm switch on yeah very tubular right in like a tube amp sense um, yeah. Like it, like their version of their version of a of a big killer chorus yeah. is just of just hitting one extra distortion pedal and coming out with a really catchy guitar line, which yeah. is cool. It's it's and they, they it's a few strings to their bow because not yeah. every song is like that. It's mm-hmm. just it's just a few a few of them. Yeah, um, which sets them apart maybe from the more I think so ambient yeah instrumental bands. And the fact that this album is very consistently enjoyable to listen to, mm. like it's it's a really it's a really positive album. Yeah, like this made my day the first time I listened to it. I'm not gonna lie, I was like, yeah. "Yes, this is this is lovely." It's way more optimistic really and nostalgic than a lot of the. Um, it's, it can get a little bit doomy and gloomy, especially with bands like Russian Circles and Long Distance Calling. <laughs> not that I'm saying that's a bad thing, but you know, I kind of it's sometimes nice to just hit play on an album and the whole thing is just bathed in warm. Yeah, it has glow. happy-go-lucky feels yeah. to it, um, especially like oh, what was the second last song again. Um, oh, C-Span, uh, yeah, C-Span and Katie have that vibe. Yeah, Katie's lovely. A actually. lot of it have a lot of it have the vibe, but those two songs in particular kind of land. Mm. I agree. Yet it ends. The it, 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 there's a there's an interesting. I, I suppose they do keep your attention quite well because there's a middle section where they've got um, rough tape and and uh, goner, which are two songs that kind of go back to back. And rough yeah. tape sounds pretty much like an Aphex Twin song. I would it say. Does, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very it's, atmospheric in a sense. Yeah, with the with the with the uh, drum samples going in the background, and then Goner is almost 
silence. Yeah. You know, it's it's so laid back mm. that you I the first few times I heard it, I was listening to it in the background and I thought the album had actually finished. Mm. And then it would come back with f- mm. six and five. Yeah. Which is another great song. So I think it's a cool way to keep your attention because you, you, you yeah. start to feel like everything's getting a little bit samey and then it, and then the, the tone kind of changes and then yeah. it brings it back up it, for the it, end. It, it's 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 like the second act of a play. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. That yeah. are just, just old school, two sided uh albums. Yeah, my yeah, and my suspicion is that if you were to buy this on vinyl, the first half would end with rough tape, and the second half would begin with Connor. Yeah, you know, so it, it, so that you get you you kind of taper off, and then you kind of build back up to mm-hmm. the finale. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's it's really it's well tracked, it's well put together. There's yeah. you know they've obviously got a really great grasp on how to structure guitar chords and how to voice guitar chords because there's a lot of that on this, and and how yeah. to use harmonics really wisely to create that blissed out feeling. Yeah, how to how to really build an energy as well mm. like it, it's very satisfying to get through I think I agree yeah I agree and then there is there is the sort of more um, like neon and chrome uh, modern futuristic stuff that dispersed to on a couple of tracks like mm. uh, Chase and, and Donor but it, it doesn't it doesn't take over the album it's just an element that's in the mix yeah. with everything else which I think is nice because you know, it would just be a copycat album if it was if yeah. everything was like this. This, is in, this is in no way that this is its own beast. Yeah, I think. I, th- I think that I think the uh, the album art, like with Forward by Disperse, it does evoke feelings of getting going on a journey. Mm. Um, I think that's yeah. I think I guess that's the point. That's probably the very, point. Yeah, yeah. And it's mm. this is very much a homebrew effort. The two guys, um, the two main guys, songwriters mm. in this, just yeah. they just recorded it in their house, yeah. home recorded, home produced, and then mastered by by yeah. somebody. A else. lot of patience mm. was taken in, in writing this album, structuring well, yeah, it. Yeah, it's been it's been it's been on the go for like three years in in the writing process, yeah, and the recording process. So yeah. yeah, so it pays off. I do. It does. Basically, it does, and it starts and ends really, really nicely with this. Mm. Almost, it sounds like a acoustic guitar coming out of like a gramophone yeah, player yeah. or something. Yeah. Really nice. Yeah, very behind the wall, trebly sound. It's very cool. Good find. Um, yeah, I love this album. Yeah, I really do. If you like, not not the kind of wilder, heavier instrumental stuff, but you know, uh, yeah, more chilled instrumental rock, or even stuff like Dan and Anacroid or yeah. early folds. Early folds, definitely. Bla- battles, stuff like that. I think you'd really enjoy this. Yeah. Definitely, like like Last Enemies album is very mm-hmm. very comparable to this in the mellow, yeah, consuming feel. But this is a lot more positive. I think the yeah. other one was a lot more melancholy. This is more forward pressing. Yeah, this it feels is. like the start. It does. Yeah, and and this is only their first. This is their first full length. They had a they had a pretty popular EP, but this is their first full length album. And um, yeah. I want to hear more. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. want to see it live. I really want to see it live. <laughs> we may never see it live unless I, we go I, to New Jersey. Oh, but, I wish. I wish. Yeah. Someday. You know. Someday. Maybe maybe we'll be back in Boston and you can catch him on tour. Oh, yeah. Some We've point. been surprised with some bands that have come here. Have. Light Light come here re- yeah. frequently. So, yeah. Modern there's... Baseball came here last year, which I think. Yeah. And played Fibbers, which is like. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. The manager probably was like, oh, okay, what's, what's the drunkest yeah, place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the drunkest okay. place in Dublin? Yeah. Anyway, um, good fun. What was your favorite song? Uh, a lot of nice ones. Mm. Takeaway is really good. Really good. Um, yeah. So the opener? Yeah, that's yeah. the second song. Second, oh, second song. Yeah. Yeah. Technically the opener. Um, I'd say C-Span's my favorite. C-Span's great. Yeah. Um, I think for me it was six and five. I love the energy in that okay. song. Yeah, yeah. Really, really cool. Yeah. Katie's Even my da- my dad came over and went, "This is great. Is this you too?" And I was like, "Not you too, dad." 
but it is good. Yeah. Um, Katie's good as well. Katie's, Katie's really good. The, the closer, yeah. Really, really yeah. good. Great. Okay, cool. Equal strengths and measures yeah. in that album. The name of that band is Vasudeva. V-A-S-U-D-E-V-A. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in case you want to um, look them up. And the album is called No Clearance. So highly recommended. Um, Fuck yeah. What's your score to 10? Uh, eight. And it's an eight for me too. Yeah. Awesome. Good find. All right. That's all the new albums we have for you this week. Um, we're going back in time to 2009 now. Yes, we are. For a very, very strange band, very near and dear to my heart. Okay. Um, this is Horse the Band. Horse, Horse. all caps, Horse the band. The band. Horse yeah. the Band. Yeah. Um, the fact that these guys have five studio albums and an EP is nothing short of a miracle because the music they make is extremely strange. Yeah. Um, I think it is closer to art than it is to music. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I unashamedly absolutely adore them yeah um and the album that we're discussing is called desperate living it's their most recent album and like when we discussed ramstein's most recent album it came out in 2009 yeah. so it's been a very very long time since um horse the band released any new music yeah that's quite a break that's quite a break for like yeah. this current day of rock when you should have something out it released like most bands are like yeah writing their second comeback into this scene right i think Almost. i think horse the band follow a similar um a similar touring and album cycle to like Primordial or whatever where okay. all the members of the band have separate lives because Horse the Band could never it's just not commercially viable that's fine so they try and make albums when they can they go on, I've yeah. seen them twice then they go on tour yeah. when they can but it, like it, it's it's the healthiest option it may not pay off you probably need jobs to other yeah. jobs but yeah it's it's it's, a, it's for me, it would feel like the most ideal option because touring is not for everybody yeah. in a constant sense. And put it this way, like mm-hmm. this is a band that are no strangers to touring. They they did a Horse the World tour where they um, they played 40, I think they played 80 shows in 90 days. Wow. And then two years later, they did Horse the Earth tour where they went to 40 countries in, I think, two and a half months. That's fucking nuts. So, so they, they made a documentary about that and it was like... They're drained. They've drained it. They much. lost their minds. Yeah. But, it, yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised that wouldn't destroy your friendships, <laughs> almost. Yeah, well, basically the, um, the core of the band is um, Lord Gold, a.k.a. Eric, who plays the, <laughs> the keyboards, which tend yeah. to lean towards the 8-bit uh, NES-style sound. Oh, yeah. Um, Nathan, the singer, and Dave, the guitar player. Those are those guys are the core unit of Horse the Band. And then basically... Um, the bassist and the drummer they kind of come and they burn out and then they leave that's yeah. that's kind of seems to be the way so they've had they've gone through loads of basses and drummers but they've they've kept the, the core songwriting yeah. team from the very start so then when they started was kind of the late 90s so all that being said this desperate kind of, living this kind of sound from the late 90s onwards what was it like at the start for them was it, was uh, it like sound wise like yeah. of their yeah so they've they've pretty much always been they've been super consistent they've just sort of uh um evolved various elements of their sound but everything was there from the get-go like yeah, yeah. they've they go really hard in on 8-bit synthesizers that are totally integrated into this into the music and mm-hmm. um, really 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 heavy hardcore slash metal guitars and then nathan uh Winicky, i think is his name just tearing his throat throat to shreds and um, with the odd bit of melodic singing and the odd bit of poetry oh definitely the, the odd bit <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. More than you even did. Um, but yes. I'm, you're speaking. <laughs> I'm going to listen. I'm, gonna... I'm speaking. Well, no, no, no. no I'm just, yeah. I'm just giving you a little bit of background on the band. Yeah, um, and they've always used really strange, off, occasionally disturbing imagery in their lyrics. 
Um, their their most famous song is probably Bunnies from their first album, which okay. you may know. It was a, kind of a viral flash video of like bunnies going down a conveyor belt and like getting squished with a mallet or something. Oh yeah, yeah, I've, you I've might, seen that image. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know if the ba- I think I think actually some random cartoonist on Newgrounds or something made that video. Well, like I don't think it was commissioned by the band or anything like that, mm-hmm. but it is kind of what a lot of people know them for. Yeah. Um, and they are kind of known as a like, quote unquote Nintendo core. Because of their use of synthesizers, but yeah. they hate that term, and I kind of think it sounds um, a bit cringy too. Yeah. Uh, yes. So, Dylan, now I've said my piece. Yeah. Um, so, what yeah. what did you make of? Was this your first time listening uh, to Horse the Band? Uh, yeah. Okay. It was. Um, you you'd think you you think this would be made for me. You'd think it have. All, I don't all think the Horse the Band is made for anyone. No, but you know my <laughs> you know my weirdness. You, I do. You know I like bands like Machine Supremacy and No Spill Blood. Mm-hmm. There are things that come to mind yep. instantly. Yep. From the very niche market that is the eight bit metal scene, yeah, and and also um, especially the first Enter Shikari record, I think is the only thing that was more successful. I know you're not a huge fan, but yeah. more successful in blending yeah. hard rock guitars yeah. with electronics, uh, which is what en- they do here. Enter Shikari definitely came to mind with this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna um, diminish your your love for this. No, but I'm no. Far, I, I want. I, I'm. Um, I'm super curious. I actually really yeah. curious to hear what you think. Yeah, so I, I thought it don't was hold back. Pretty, um, pretty messy. I'm sure that was the intent. Mm-hmm. Be very um, spastic in its approach yep. <laughs> towards placing things into other things. Um, I don't think the eight bit stuff gels as well with the heaviness. Yeah, that's kind of like. Like you'd have very, very kind of dour, like heavy stuff. Thirty Six Crazy Fist would almost play, mm. and then you have a ha- a very happy kind of, um, fucking uh, Bomberman, eight bit track just over it. And yeah, uh, and I don't think that gelled for me as well as you'd expect. Yeah, do you, do you see that? And and the no, vo- yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, no, but yes, yes. No, I was just going, just on, on that point. I think maybe maybe the core question of whether you're like Horse the Band is whether or not you feel like Lord Gold. Can you uh, handle Horse the Band? Basically? Can you handle them? No, but no. Is is do you think that it sounds good having really heavy guitars yes. in one ear and eight yeah. bit eight bit sort of retro video game inspired yeah. synthesizers in the other ear because that's pretty much what they do from the start of album one yeah. to the end of album five yeah. so if you if you don't think they gel together i happen to think yeah. that they gel incredibly well together because what they do is um the synthesizers insist on adding melodic chords to an otherwise very sludgy well, guitar that's the problem they insist yeah they, they shouldn't need to it, sh- it there should be a compliment to it mm. um it feels like two different songs okay for the most part um there's some songs that totally abandon that as well that just go for your standard uh fair like and then there's some weird stuff as well very weird um like uh science please is one which is basically like a pop yeah. it's like it's like a it's like a pop song with yeah. sort of an R&B style uh lyrical idea yeah. of um, like someone's under arrest cuz they're too sexy <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> fun fun song vocal delivery somewhat lacking in my my department <laughs> it's like okay are, are you, is what kind of what kind of jokes is <laughs> that, yeah i, I kind of got that you know that's fair from especially from that song i was like hmm i yeah i i think i think it's maybe like i just i'm but, so but used to like, hearing he doesn't do that he changes yeah. his vocals quite a bit all mm. over this like I, like there are songs that i can really get with like um fucking shapeshift yeah shapeshift was um, great 
Shapeshift, uh, fucking... Shapeshift is actually really close to what I was comparing um, Converge to last week. Yeah. Do you, do you kind of see where I'm coming from? I do. With I, that comparison, vocally um, especially? Then uh, I think on the more positive side of what I have to say, I think Love Gold Wand. Oh, Lord Gold's or, Wand of Unyielding. Sorry, Lord Gold Wand. Is, yeah. is, that's where it gels. Yeah. Extremely well for me. Which which is odd considering that's not the album. Not That's technically not on the album, is it? Oh, it is. It is. Okay. Yeah, Laura Gold's... No, Laura Gold won... Here's the thing, right? I, I, for some reason, I don't know, the Spotify version of this album is missing a few tracks and they're not bonus tracks. They're just... For some reason, they're not there. So go to the go to the deluxe edition and then just yeah. stop when all the, like, remixes start because yeah. um, I don't know why some of these songs were left out. Laura Gold, Wand of Unyielding is actually... Um, it's in the is is yeah. is there anyway on the Spotify version? But it is, uh, it is. yeah, the reason you probably like that one more is uh, because Eric or AKA Lord Gold, the, the keyboard player, he's, he looks like he looks like Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Their live show is hilarious, but sure. he he sings the chorus of that one, so it's a lot more melodic than Nathan's vocals. Yeah, um, um, I thought it was is very. Um, it wasn't as scatterbrained as everything else. It seems to like have a driving force to mm. it. Everything seemed to connect pretty well. Yeah, there, there was a sense. There was a sense of. Um, cohesion maybe cohesion yes yes yeah that's fair I think um, and, and good good kind of build up it was very yeah epic it was the most epic track I'd say I think it, Rape, it Rape Escape is probably the most epic track yeah yeah there. those two were definitely my favourites because uh, it's such a great title but I, I believe I mean it's impossible to interpret Nathan's lyrics because they're so esoteric but I think Rape Escape deals with like a predator getting his comeuppance yes but um, basically that one builds it, it first it, it starts as your kind of standard avant-garde like mm-hmm. really really heavy uh synthesized synthesizer metal track but then it goes into like uh this edm inspired dance song for like half a minute and then it, and then all of a sudden you get this prokofiev yeah. um piano symphony that's been played by one of the world's best pianists yeah, like they've yeah. specifically asked her could, because it's, it's supposed to be one of the most difficult songs to play on piano mm-hmm this Prokofiev piece yeah. and so they got yeah this this uh, uh, Valentina Lasicia I think is her name yeah. and she recorded it in her home studio and she actually broke one of the strings on her piano she, she played so hard and what the best part of it is the song is like a hundred years old the piece but they, they managed to work the guitars and the drums and everything in at the end of the section mm-hmm. which is just so cool and it explodes yeah. into this that was cool I like when they epic I, 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 like, I like when they really um, are serious about the songs I mean I guess yeah. they are a joke band at points is that the intent, or is they that just kind a live of, they, experience? They, they take issue with the yeah the concept of them being a novelty band or a joke band, and I would as well, well because I think they take it super seriously. At face value, it's hard to get at that. I think I ended Shikari is a good and as maybe another band you don't vibe with, but is a good comparison yes. in terms of like they also don't take themselves very seriously, and their live show and their music videos are full of humor. But at the same time, I mean, I'm not really one to speak because I I adore Electric Six. Yeah, and. That's also hard to grasp for some people, like they, especially they, nowadays. Yeah, um, like they they poke fun at themselves and they have moments of ridiculousness in their songs. But yeah. I think they would say like the same way that certain artists, like yeah. Dali or whatever, would have an absurdist yeah. bent. Like they're yeah. they're absurdists, but I don't think they're they're not a joke band. Yeah, it's like it's like if you want to turn your musical output into like a ridiculous musical that you have fun with. Yeah kind of what they do i guess and that's a strain like on big business and this is something that i didn't re- I, i'll to be honest with you it's actually kind of a bit of an embarrassing memory for me is I, I saw them at um i've seen them twice as i said i saw them once in new york and i saw them once um at heavy fest in kent yeah. a couple of years ago and both times they have this guy his name is ed edge and 
he goes around in like a neon colored vest and mm. hot pants oh, and boy. all he does for the whole gig is play the is play the triangle he's yeah. like the guy from Slipknot that plays the, the oil drum <laughs> yeah, he yeah. just he, he just fully goes nuts he headbangs and does acrobatics and he just plays the triangle into the <laughs> microphone um, and I asked him because I, I met them or whatever after their gig in uh, England yeah I actually met them after both gigs, but I talked to Nathan the first time. I talked to Lloyd Gold and uh, Ed after the second gig. But uh, I was like, oh man, I, I thought you were great. I, I saw you playing the triangle the last time as well. Um, how long have you been? Or I said, like, Do, are you just like a friend of the bands or something? And he goes, I've been with Horse the Band since 2005. So this guy has been on tour constantly with Horse the Band, just playing the triangle for nearly 12 years, which is crazy. And big yeah. business is all about him. He's a paramedic. He's had a heart attack. He's a vegan. Um, he's done all sorts of weird things in Mexico City. Uh, it's just, I oh, love man. a band that can yeah. have a really weird, mysterious triangle playing member and also write a song about him. Yeah. And then they also, like Lord Gold, the keyboard player, yeah. they just have a song about him and his wand yeah. of unyielding. Yeah, it seems this band gr- grows fonder with uh, an appreciation of the background. Yeah, yeah. I Maybe that's it. Much like Electric Six, it's about the characters yeah. that they that they portray at at live performance value i guess yeah i think yeah. i think that 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 might be part of it there it's almost like a, a long-running tv series or that something yeah. yeah what did you think of arrive though because that's kind of the big it's almost like a big pop banger at the end of the yeah. so- at the end of the album that worked yeah i think that worked um of course the, um the hard vo- hardcore vocals um God, God, i don't know if they if, if they're fine I mean, for the most part, they're fine, but I don't yeah. think they gel well with everything else for some reason. In the same way, I think Electric, or I'm sorry, Entrichakari's oh, vocals sure. do nada for me. That's yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think I think Nathan like, like Nathan. It's the pseudo yeah, like Cockney talking while roaring your ass off kind of feel that I can't totally get with. Well, Even, obviously, it's not Cockney in this case. Yeah, but. that's true. Um, but like um, Entrichakari seems more so that. Mm. Um, they, well like he does I mean um, Nathan he, do, he does he does like do talking and poetry and stuff like this and then he'll also yeah. chime in with these weird like I am a plumber who <laughs> plums the toilets of infinity yeah. he does these weird voices yeah. as well it's fun it's, it's, it's fun it's, it's, it's a bit too I hear you I don't know I don't know what it's, the word is. It's too off the wall. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but his, I think his roar, honestly, he's got one of my favorite voices in heavy music. And that's totally just me. But I think Ooh. if you're talking about like a person that just sounds like sheer, uh, unadulterated aggression, that is Nathan Winnicky. Yeah, his I'd, voice I'd ha- is so I'd, powerful. I'd have to listen to the rest of it because like, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, songs, fucking, um, yeah, Signs Please did not show that side. No. Certainly not. That's fair. Yeah, and that's that's Science Police is probably like one of the lightest songs they've ever done. And perhaps Horse to Songs. You're like, okay, you're doing that whole Ramstein thing where you kind of <laughs> the songs about the band, the band yeah, about the song. Yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah. is what we're about. And I like that when bands do that. I mean, the used kind of did that in the last. Oh, album. they did yeah. that song. Um, yeah, we are the used. We are the used, but not the, the forgotten. The, yes. Yeah. 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 I think this is really like a state. It's weird because this feels like a a greatest hits album, even though it's all original material mm-hmm. because they draw on everything they've ever done in it their back catalogue um, and it may possibly be their last ever there have been some studio videos doing the rounds this year but you never know with that stuff as we yeah. know with Tool it doesn't always materialise in an album and if this was the album they went out on I'd be happy I yeah. can totally concede it's not for everyone yeah 
but it is fun totally it is fun in, in some pattern and, and there are elements that I like like I, I like the guitar sound when it gets real heavy yeah that's, that's great that's fine it's really they're always always well produced these albums yeah I think I think it'd be worth it if they ever roll into town if it ever happens again because they have played yeah. Whelan's yeah. it was on back in 2004 but if they ever come back we should I think we should go because their live show brings it together you know if you go see Horse the Band live and you don't yeah. have fun my friend who's never listened to a heavy band in his life he listens all he listens to is Hans Zimmer and he had a fucking great time at That's Horse funny. the Band in New York so anyway <laughs> right. I, I do appreciate us yeah I let you letting me indulge yeah, myself yeah. in that because I'll, I'll get you I'll get you back eventually you will I know you will yeah. but Horse the Band are one of my dearly dearly beloved That's bands That's great. so <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you brought that to this table. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. so glad I got to revisit this one. Yeah. But uh, it's not my favorite one. I think my favorite is probably um, the the first okay. the first album. Or I mean, I'll, I'll look I'll look it up just to get a bit more yeah. context. Well, I'm going to show you the big single um, okay. before we before we leave yeah. today. Okay, okay. I'll you might well, you might get a better sense of what the appeal is. But anyway, that's uh, Horse the Band yeah. with their album Desperate Living. Did you have a favorite song before we close out? Uh, yeah, I think I stated it. Uh, it was either Arrive or um, Rive or uh, Lord, uh, Lord Gold. Oh, Lord Gold is so good. Yeah. I, I think I, I because, it's purely because it just sounds like the best Mario haunted boo house mm. theme ever. I think, um, uh, what's the, the third song called? Failure in All Things? Yeah. Um, is probably my favorite, but there's, uh, there's so much there that I like. Yeah. Failure of All Things, excuse me. Great. So that's been That's Not Metal for another week. We're going to take oh, yeah. a little bit of a break yeah come back with a big one and then we're going to take another break yeah. <laughs> and then come back with everything summed up right yeah so uh yeah so i'm going to be in belgium next weekend so we won't be recording the show yeah. but uh the week after we will have a bumper show for you to kind of i guess round out the new releases of the year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then after that we're going to take a break for most of december and then come back with our top respective 20s. top 20s yes and and some forgotten bits as well. Yep. <laughs> Definitely. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So it's all to look forward to. Um, thanks for checking in, and I guess we'll see you next time. Right. Catch you guys. Take care of yourselves. Bye. Bye.